So we're taking a break from uh, talking about the national shutdown uh, to talking about scams. Uh, yeah, it's very exciting here in the studio today. Eh? From scams, national shutdowns, copies, copies. All right, so we're talking about... Um, you know, a scam involving unauthorized 99 rand debit orders, uh, debit orders rather that caused bank clients to collectively lose about 18 million rands um, in cash. And uh, this was said by the Hawks. Uh, but to tell us more about this story, who's implicated, who's the kingpin, how much has been stolen, uh, by whom, we're speaking to journalist, uh, a journalist who's following the story, Kaya Koko. Uh, Kaya's on the line to tell us all about it. Hi, Kaya. Morning, this is Nathan. Everyone, um, listen to Radio Two Thousand. I hope that you're safe. That uh, even if you're protesting, you're protesting in a very civilized <laughs> and calm manner. That you're not in the firing line. Okay, so Kai, what is going on here? What if for those who may not know the story, maybe give us uh, the background to it first. Okay, so. Um, I think a lot of um, banking clients uh, would remember that from about 2016 or so, um, unauthorized debit orders were made on um, different accounts. Mm. It was called the 99 Rand debit order scam. Uh, why, why, why it was called that was because um, I think top earners, maybe or the Oprah's Gen Z, don't um, have um, account or debits that are below 100 grand and notifications or notifying them of any credit. So a lot of clients from Rand Merchant Bank, First National Bank, um, did not have um, um, notifications for transactions below 100 grand. Mm. And so then the scam came in where it was called the 99 grand debit scam where people's accounts were being debited um, for no apparent reason. Um, Hooks investigated, and then it turned out that um, all the allegations before court right now is that there's a British citizen by the name of Richard Marsden, mm. who was the head of um, this alleged syndicate, what the whole school syndicate, um, or the state rather now calls the syndicate, working with uh, a, a South African guy by the name of Jason Foster. And the Singh father and son jewel, um, so Ravendra Singh and Andrew Singh from, mm. from KZN. They are currently before court uh, for this matter. In total, the Hawks said about 250 million rand of siphoned oh um, from people's accounts. But right now, before court, it's only uh, 31.5 million rand. And just to quickly explain that, um, it's, I guess the state is going for what is called the low hanging fruit. Because mm. you must know that um, within the criminal justice system, there aren't enough of the technical and accountancy skills that exist in the private sector. A lot of these white collar criminals use very, very sophisticated accountancy and IT technology mm. to um, dodge and defeat the system. So the current charges are for. Uh, the company called Talent Base. Talent Base is the company that apparently debited these accounts. Mm. Um, and the money that flowed from Talent Base, um, that's the money they've been tracking now. So it seems like the state wants to charge these people first, get them convicted, hopefully, and then go after the, the bigger crimes once the people are behind bars. So I hear, Kaya, you know, the, sophistic- the sophisticated means and accountancy that they use to carry out these scams. But mm. is there any word in terms of maybe this being an inside job? Like what enabled them to carry these out, these scams out successfully? 
it's a lack of control systematic from what I can see in within banks. Um, for example, Talent Base, which is a company owned by Richard Marsden and Jason Foster, it had both of them as directors. Mm. It was sponsored. It was a legally it was a legally recognized um, David 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 Order collector mm. on behalf of of other companies. So it was sponsored by Axa Bank. Axa Bank actually sponsored. Um, talent base to be able to collect debit orders um, from mm. clients of F&B and Rand Merchant Bank. Now, there's a lack of control that does that. I think if talent base was owned by Ukaya Koko or something, mm. there'd be more eagle eyes based on it. But now, because it's a British national, this is my informed opinion, um, because it's a British national and a white South African working together, there were no eyes on it. And there were lack of controls. Um, for example, you know, the reference that we used, uh, reference um, given to talent base, um, you could see that the references were made up, but there were no controls for it, and therefore mm. the thing went on for a while. So, yes, some of the things are inside jobs, but largely they have to do with, you know, the South African financial industry, financial sector, is corrupt, if not more corrupt, than the public sector corruption you hear mm. about. Not a lot of it gets reported, obviously, for unfortunate reasons, but um, there's a lot of corruption within banking South Africa. F&B in particular, you know, um, I, I, I've written, I, I'm writing lots of stories on F&B and Standard Bank and APSA itself around the corruption that happens um, within those banks. Unfortunately, they don't get um, as much traction as the, the public sector corruption. So they created a fraudulent bank pay, uh, bank payment system? Yes, um, that's the allegation. So um, Allegedly, something, yeah. Yeah, the EPSA sponsored um, um, talent base, which um, officially is called a third-party payment pro- provider, mm. um, which collects debit orders on behalf of other companies. Um, but there was no supervision um, whether the debit orders that were being collected were, were valid debit orders. So because there's no, um, there's a lot of, I guess, you know, lazy, um, lazy attitude among um, the financial sector to corruption, mm. they let this slip and it went on for years. The Hawks say um, minimum of 250 million could have been siphoned off people's accounts just by 99 rands. Mm, my goodness. You mentioned three banks. Uh, APSA was one of mm-hmm. them. Um, which other banks uh, were targeted? Uh, it was APSA, well, APSA was a sponsor. APSA sponsored okay. this company, Talent Base. And then um, in this leg of the investigation, what is before court now, clients of First National Bank or F&B were targeted as well as Rand Merchant Bank, R&B. Both those banks belong to First Rand Limited as its holding company. Do we know how long the scam went on for and how were they eventually caught? Yeah, okay, so it's interesting. Um, <laughs> the, the scam went on, in this, the, but what is before court now is from January 2018 mm. to February 2019, for so 13 months. So in the 13-month period, um, talent base paid out, according to the state, over 31.5 million rand to these four people that are currently before court. How they were, how the, how the thing unraveled, um, I think it's because, you know, the public started getting wind of, you know, why am I getting debited for 99 rand? Mm. Those who kept on um, looking studiously at their bank statements. Mm. And what they found was that there were two common uh, reference trans- transaction descriptions 
Talarabian and Talcliffa. Talcliffa is T-A-L-C-L-I-F-F-H-A, which is a combined word for talent base at Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is a company belonging to the Singh um, family, so father and son, Ravendra and Andrew Singh. Mm. So they combined those um, words and they, they generated a reference for the 1900 order. The other um, um, reference at the hand was Ms. Anson. Mm. So when people started spotting those, like, why are we all having the same, you know, references and why am I getting paid at 99 rand? That's when it sort of, um, I think it was the, the store that bought the cameras back, which led to investigations and um, fast forward to 2021 when they were arrested sometime in October 2021. Imagine, Kaya, the pain of finding unauthorized debit, debit orders uh, on your statements. Mm. It's like the most mortifying thing. Kaya, let's take a short break and then we'll come back and conclude with our conversation. Now, we got you covered on 100.0 FM. Feel good music. It's 16.52 on Radio 2000. We're talking to journalist uh, Kaya Kogo about British citizen Richard Marston, who is allegedly the kingpin of the theft of at least 31.5 million rands through the so-called 99 rand debit order scam. Uh, Kaya, so we hear that this uh, Richard Marston tried to mm-hmm. leave the country? Yeah, um... So just to take it back, in October 2021, when he was arrested, mm. he was initially denied bail. Uh, a month later, November 2021, he then appealed, um, and and you know he volunteered the the strict conditions that he he was facing, which mm. included um, house arrest in KZN and reporting to a police station at least three times a week. Um, this month, early this month, um, he then was like, no, uh, he doesn't want to follow those stringent uh, bail conditions anymore because of his sister is apparently ill. Our sister who lives in Spain, our sister can't drive for six months apparently, and he needs to go be there and care for his sister. While he's in Spain, he's going to hop over into the UK to go assist his children there in the UK, one of whom apparently is having problems with tuition fees at a college. Really? Um, After all this money, they are struggling with tuition fees. (laughs) (laughs) You know, commercial crimes are the funniest courts um, in the country. Anyway, (laughs) um, the the state, the NPA prosecutor, um, advocate Richard Chabalala, Mm. uh, brought a very strong opposition to it. um, And the magistrate in the court, uh, Emmanuel Mahampa, was like, no, you're not going anyway. Um, You'll stay in your house arrest mm. until your child begins in September. Are we likely to see any more arrests, Kai? Um, it, it, we, we should. We should. Not with this lead, obviously, because this one has been wrapped up. Mm. Um, the state has completed its investigation. But mm. No, we didn't lose Kaya. Oh, what a riveting conversation that we were having with Kaya. Unfortunately, I think his line uh, failed us. Kaya Gogo, he's a journalist who was telling us about uh, the 99 rand, the so-called 99 rand debit order scam, and how British citizen Richard Marston, who's allegedly the kingpin of the um, of the scam, uh, well, he, he stole about 31.5 million rands. So we can conclude our conversation just before we go to the news at 5 o'clock. Kaya, can you hear us now? 
I can hear you well. Loud and clear. So, Kai, you were still uh, telling us if there are going to be any more arrests. I think you were finishing off your point there. Yes, uh, I'm saying that this is the initial leg, um, which will go on trial um, in September. Um, and then following the trial, I think the, the Hawks, you know, I think it's like that whole adage of eating an elephant one bite at a time, you yeah, know. Yeah. So go for the low-hanging fruit, yeah. get them done once they're in, and then you can go for the bigger things. Got you. So how strong is the state's case against the suspects, and when are they expected back in court? Um, well, they'll be, they'll be back in court in September when the trial starts. Um, when how strong is the, the case? Yeah. You know, in, in commercial crimes, it, I, in, in my years of having commercial crimes, I've never seen a not guilty plea because it's basically simple, you know. Um, yeah. Is this your account? Yes. Paper trail, paper trail. Yeah. Paper trail, paper trail. Paper. Mm. Some of the best um, prosecutors and public servants, rather, that, that operate in this in this country and for the NTA are in the commercial crimes court. You know, some really, really good prosecutors there.